If money was no object and you and a friend could get away to a beautiful nearby resort for a 24-hour stay that includes a world-class spa treatment, would you do it? Now, what if I tell you $99 is all you need for that same scenario and the resort is the fabulous Casablanca in beautiful Mesquite, Nevada? You'll be rejuvenated inside their spa and salon with a Swedish massage, European facial, or pumpkin pedicure of your choice. Oh yeah. Casablanca Resort's $99 room and spa getaway. You can get away from your stress and start to refresh in less than an hour's drive. And when you come, enjoy our delicious dining, nightly entertainment, championship golf courses, and famous weekend brunch buffet. Book your $99 room and spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Must be 21 years or older. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite. It's just like Vegas used to be. And welcome to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, 94.9, 96.9 FM, The Drive. I'm your host, Coach Jim Bola, and the coaching carousel is just starting to spin. You had Lincoln Riley leaving California, Oklahoma sorry, to be the head coach at USC. A lot of people think that was a bad decision. Now you have Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame. Going to LSU. So Kelly is supposedly he has agreed to a 10-year, $95 million contract. He will be officially introduced at a press conference on Wednesday at 1 o'clock Eastern time. And this is a quote from Kelly. I cannot be more excited to join the program with a commitment to excellence and rich traditions, unrivaled pride and passion of LSU football. Uh, I am fully committed to recruiting, developing, and graduating elite student-athletes, winning championships, and working together with our administration to make Louisiana proud. Our potential is unlimited, and I cannot wait to call Baton Rouge home. So, this is from ESPN, Adam Rittenberg, senior writer. Um, so, Ed Orgeron, who he's replacing, is getting a full buyout of his contract, somewhere near $20 million on that one. Kelly 60 became the winningest coach at Notre Dame, surpassing Newt Rockney. Um, he's 113-40, uh, including victories from the 2012 and 2013 that were vacated by the NCAA. So one of the things that has not been mentioned, and nobody wants to talk about this, there are players that he could not get into Notre Dame, Brian Kelly. Notre Dame has some really strict restrictions on admitting players. He's going to get those players into Baton Rouge and LSU. So I have friends that played at Notre Dame, and they said that's always been a situation that's really hurt them. They cannot get the really great players at Notre Dame. They've been restricted in their recruiting. So – I think this frees him up to be able to get the five-star players consistently. And everybody's making a big deal about this guy coming from Indiana, going to the South. You know what? There's a guy named Nick Saban who 
did this a number of years ago. So don't worry about where he's coming from. Worry about who his staff's going to be. How's he going to staff uh, his coaches? Um, it's really interesting. They have unlimited funds at LSU. Two years ago, they did a remodel, a remodel of the locker room, football locker room, $28 million. They're giving him a 10-year, $95 million contract. He's going to be able to get the best coaches in the country to come and work for him. And they have everything they need to be successful as, they, as they're only two years removed from winning a national championship. So, Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame. You have some other uh, situations that are happening um, in, in the, the moves, the carousel or whatever you want to call it, the dominoes falling. Um, you know, who's going to be the next Notre Dame coach? Um, will it be the gentleman from Cincinnati where Brian Kelly came from? Um, you know, Lincoln Riley at leaving Oklahoma. That was kind of a shock for a lot of people. I don't think that's a good job. I don't think Southern Cal is a good job. Um, just looking at financially, you're going from a state that's got a 5% uh, state income tax to California is going to be about 12% state income tax. They better be paying him a boatload of money. And USC doesn't pay. USC doesn't pay that kind of money. Uh, if they want to win, they better start paying. So you've got a bunch of schools that are looking to make some moves here uh, with you know, some of the readjustment of the conferences and things of that nature. But in this situation with Notre Dame and LSU, you've got an unbelievable contract. A 10-year, $95 million contract. Lincoln Riley has a part of his contract is he gets unlimited use of a private plane for him and his family, personal. That's going to rack up some tax implications. Um, so we're going to see what's going to happen here. You've got a number of openings that are going to open up now. So who will be the next Notre Dame coach? Um, you know, what's going to happen with, you know, some other uh, – Coaching situations there, you've got Virginia Tech has an opening. Uh, they're looking to go to, to Penn State and get an assistance from Penn State to take that position. Um, so Virginia Tech is looking at Penn State's uh, Brent Pry as a new head coach. Um, so as I said, the coaching carousel or dominoes are falling. and It's going to be really interesting to see how ridiculous some of these sums of money are. One thing I didn't mention, there is a lawsuit at LSU against the football program, basically saying the university ignored uh, harassment and uh, even worse with the football players and some women. So he's going to have to deal with that also as a new coach coming in. But it's not going to stop him from being successful. So you're listening to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. Brought to you by the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada. In 1925, Modelo began brewing beer for those who believe in better. A model beer, steeped in the tradition of tireless effort. A rich, Pilsner-style lager, 
for those who wear their heart and heritage on their rolled-up sleeve. Since our first batch to every bottle raised today, we've proved that it doesn't matter where you come from, it matters what you're made of. Modelo Especial, brewed for those with a fighting spirit. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. And welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. And UNLV finished the season with two wins. And on the Reb Zone, hosted by Paloma Villavacana from Fox 5, she had a last week interview, last kind of overall uh, feelings from Marcus Aroa about the, about the season and what he expects in the future. So, we're going to play that for you right now. So this is from Reb Zone, Fox 5. And this is Coach Mar- Marcus Arroyo from UNLV. Well, we'll welcome Coach Arroyo from his home office today, getting ready for recruiting, getting ready to hit the road. I know you say foot on the gas, work all the time, but just want to start with the Air Force game and, and the way your guys' season ended. Did you want to see more of a fight from your squad um, at Air Force? Yeah, I mean, I'd be lying to say that we were not disappointed in how we finished. Um, we just did too many things against a really, really good football team to to put ourselves in position to take advantage or to finish the season the way we we played so so well uh, throughout the course of it. and uh, to turn the ball over and, and to not be as, as excited and, and and fired up and, and, and engaged as, as uh, we had been in the past was was obviously something we hoped we wouldn't be. And uh, but it, it was, and 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 they, and they uh, took good team took advantage of us. Um, in that regard. So I think it's going to be another point in our season that we're going to get a chance to learn and grow from. What was your message to your team post-game in the locker room? I mean, I know there was a lot of motion on the sidelines as this was the last game of the season. What was your message to your guys on on cleaning up your mistakes? Well, I mean, it's been consistent, the post-games for me, I, for those guys who've been in there, and a lot of guys have, and, and they, they, they know it's not a broken record. Um, I made points of, of, of things that have to get done to win a football game versus a quality opponent. We played a, we played a ton of them. We played the eighth card schedule in the country. We played top 25 teams all year, and, and you can't go and do some of those things. And so our guys' expectations in the locker room after a game like that need to understand what has to take care of. Um, I touched on the seniors and, and, and how we owed them the opportunity to, uh, to thank them and, and, and were humbled by them and what they've done, and, and uh, I was disappointed for them. Um, and then I, I ended the same as I always do and how encouraged I am about the character and identity that, that a lot of these guys have portrayed and, and how I continue uh, to let them know that, that, that I'll have their back and I'm going to drive the level of expectations and standards to a point where if you're not part of that or you can't hang on, it's going to be tough because uh, I think we turned a really important corner this, this year in the way we played throughout the season against some really, really quality opponents and some critical moments. Um, we did get exposed at times, but I think those guys understood uh, where we were going, where we're headed, and uh, I was very pointed and direct and honest and humble, and uh, same as we always are when we talk about them at the end of the game. Coach, want to take a look back at the season two and ten overall, dropping six games by a single score. You guys faced four ranked opponents going toe to toe with SDSU. How did your team improve this season, especially defensively? Well, I mean, overall, I mean, like I said, throughout the year we played, like you said several top 25 in Fresno, UTSA, Utah State, San Jose, 
uh, San Diego State, I mean, not to mention Air Force defense and, and what they've done. I mean, we come down to single possession games and on many of those occasions, um, in those critical moments, you know, like I said, our youth was exposed and we knew that. Uh, we grew up in those moments. Uh, there were several plays in those games which we really had weak moments. We had, we had these opportunities that, uh, that, that we had a chance to improve and become competitive and top teams and experience that. And uh, we're learning how to finish. They're frustrating. Uh, those finishes were frustrating in a lot of ways, but they are teaching moments for our guys. I mean, we secured a couple wins down the stretch and showed them that we had everything and showed us that we've got some really good things going in the right direction um, and, and clearly steps forward. And we're seeing that in play, not so much just in talk. And we're seeing it resonate in our guys' locker rooms. We've seen it um, on defense as the season went on. We're seeing an offense as we continue to roll quarterbacks to in there and what we're doing. We saw it in a run game. We saw it in protection throughout the season. And it wasn't perfect throughout the whole deal, but I think the obvious issue uh, with depth and injuries and experience left us vulnerable at certain times to finish those games off. And that's something we're addressing now. That's why I'm so far to hit the road recruiting start tonight. And uh, I'm excited moving forward. I think we're going to have a mature football team. I think recruiting is going to be really good. I'm optimistic. I'm getting a lot of really good feedback from our guys. And uh, we'll find players who want to be here and grow and, and really start to continue to water bamboo that's been in the ground right now that these guys started. Well, I saw young guys flash on defense. I saw young guys flash on offense. Want to talk about the underclassmen on your team really shining this season. Cam Friel, Cam Oliver, Ricky Johnson, all the young guys were balling out there. Uh, just just start with Cam Friel and, and his his improvement and growth this season and the way he stepped up. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, we're just proud. Obviously, we're going to get a chance to really go back through, and that's what we'll do in the next, in the next uh, month or so is go back through every single rep everything we do in the program and being a perfect example because cam's a guy who went in and had to do some things uh you know on the fly and took no reps in training camp was a was a third string guy and to go in and do what he had got done to play catch to be as as uh you know as be poised as mature and handling that Bob, quick the neighbors there they go again jeez it's like clockwork every weekend he grabs his clubs she grabs a duffel and they're gone for the night and when they come back, they look so relaxed and happy. Where do you think they go? Well, they're not rich, so it must be affordable. Maybe some kind of marriage retreat? Oh, right, with golf clubs? And she looks so refreshed. We could use some of whatever it is. Go ask them when they get back. Well, they're back, and you won't believe it. Surprise me. They've been going to Casablanca Resort in Mesquite on that $99 room and golf getaway. Sometimes they go for the $99 room and spa getaway. They love it. Hey, we could afford 99 bucks, and it's only a little more than an hour's drive. Let's treat ourselves. Book your $99 room and golf or spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite, just like Vegas used to be. Must be 21 years or older. The autumn wind is a pirate. And welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, 94.9, 96.9. And we are an affiliate radio station of the Las Vegas Raiders. So whenever you're on the highway going to California or coming to Vegas and the Raiders are playing, Tune in on Highway Radio. You'll be able to pick up those games live. So we've got Coach Pisaccia of the Raiders with a Monday press conference. We're going to bring that to you uh, right now. So here is Coach Rich Pisaccia, head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, courtesy of the Raiders Network. When 
um, in Dallas. Um, a lot of exciting plays, obviously offensively, defensively, and in the kicking game. Both ways, really. Explosive plays on both sides for us and uh, some for them um, on their side. So um, with all that being said, trying to get ourselves going, get ready for what's next, I'll be happy to answer any questions that you may have. Rich, a um, couple of uh, injury updates uh, on Darren Waller and uh, Carl Nassib. Yeah, great, Ben. Thanks. Um, Darren Waller right now is uh, week to week. Carl Nassib is also um, week to week. It's possible that we can get Nick Kwiatkowski back this week. We're hoping so. He had a good weekend working out. And uh, Keyshawn Johnson is still a little bit week to week. Uh, we'll see how he does as this week goes on. Um, Trayvon Mullins kind of moved into the week to week category. Not sure if he'll get active to the 21 day deal uh, this week or not. Um, and that's kind of where we're at at this particular point. Did I miss anybody? Uh, I don't think so. But when you say Darren's week to week, does that include possibly this week? Yeah, I think again, it's um, from talking to Chris. It's, it's kind of a it's a week deal. We'll see where he is. Um, I know he improved the first day, which happens a lot of the time. And I think now we'll wait and see how the rest of the week goes. So I think that's the best I can do for week to week. I'm trying to figure it out too. So. Early on, what is, has anything jumped out just about Washington from, from your film study on either side of the ball? I know they said they play tonight, but um, yeah, well, obviously they you know they've played the quarterback game a little bit, some different quarterbacks playing there for them. But right now, they're you know we'll see tonight what happens a little bit. But they they've been playing physical. Um, they have some weapons certainly what they're trying to do on offense, and then you know they've had a critical injury on defense, but they they've been a force up front to deal with, and they're a good physical tackling team on defense. So. Um, we have a good return game going right now. I think they've had a big kickoff return for a touchdown. So we'll, uh, we'll see a little bit more tonight. But um, you know, we'll, we'll expect a good game coming in here. You had a good game on the ground against Dallas. How important is it to continue with the run game, especially the later it gets in the calendar year? Yeah, well, I think what you saw from us in the games that we've happened to, to win here as of late, we, we've, we've played well in the run game, and it opened up our play-action package as it did again for us on Saturday. So I think we'll look, we'll look to continue that best we possibly can. Is there a way to kind of quantify, you know, it's like a chicken and an egg type of situation, I'm sure, where you're throwing long and it helps the run game, where the run game is helping you throw long, or is it just kind of a combination of both? Yeah, I love your questions, Vin, because a lot of times you, you answer them when you ask them, but it's it's a combination. Right. No, 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 I, I mean that seriously. It's, it's really a combination for both, right? If you're doing a good job running the football, then all of a sudden your play-action game becomes a part of your offense and what you're trying to do. And I think you saw that, you know, early in the game, actually we hit Deshaun on the big play on a play-action coming across the field where he had a, a tremendous pocket and was able to do that. And then we had explosives um, late in the game, too, to, to Hunter down the middle of the field. We had another one to Deshaun, which set up the 56-yard field goal. So um, I think anytime we can run the ball effectively, it's going to open up our play-action pass game. And it also gives us a chance to get Josh going, um, and hopefully you get Kenyon going as well, a little bit of a one-two punch, which um, we were doing that in the games. We were having some success, and hopefully we can continue to, to build on that. I know you've talked about guys not getting too up after wins, not getting too down after losses, but these last couple of days, have you noticed a little bit of a bounce in the step at all? Well, I, you know, Vic, that's, that's, that's great as well. And, and uh, actually, we just we had a little bit of a, a meeting in there, and we're getting ready to have another team meeting. But I, I kind of got on them about the exact thing, right? Um, uh, the, the loss, the, we, we didn't get so down that we couldn't go out there and keep preparing. We couldn't go out there and have um, really good, crisp um, physical practices. And now that we've won, you know, we just have to be careful. What I told them was, I think when you win a game, you have to be careful with the win masking your problems. When you lose a game, you pick at every single thing that happens in the loss. When you win a game, sometimes the tendency maybe is to skim over 
to things that you didn't do well and kind of just move on to what's next. So I think we have to do a good job as coaches is to look at the things that we really didn't do well, although we won the game, just like we would if we, if we lost it. So we're going to try to do that. We're going to try to have enough self-confidence where we can be self-critical, not only as coaches, but as players as well. Along those lines, when, when you wake up on Monday morning after everything that happened on Sunday, you got a chance to probably watch it, I'm sure, and just realize how in the thick of things you guys really are. How much of a shot in the arm is that as you look toward your next season? Yeah, again, never lose sight of the race, right? Where are we actually in the race? And at this particular point, we're right in the middle of it. We're in the thick of it. And um, I think that's, we all think that's what the, the league is about right now. We've talked about over and over. It's a week-to-week -week league. And fortunately for us, we've played well enough at times to be right in the thick of it. So we're, we're um, to some degree, we're, we're in control of, of making our decisions and, and how we're going to practice and how we're going to play. And uh, we'll see how it turns out. Coach, Daniel Carson, went through the group of plays in the past of the game, made some big kicks. He's made a lot of big kicks this season. That's one, two games. How confident are you in him just as a kicker? And what have you seen just from the time that he's come from Minnesota to now that's really helped him progress as a player? Well, I think to address where we're at right now, we have a tremendous amount of confidence in him. Um, and certainly you saw that by, you know, being put out there to kick a 56-yarder. So he's hit 55s before at our place, and I thought we were in a venue that we were comfortable with that he could hit a 56 or maybe even a little bit more in that game. And, and um, I also think we're confident in the protection right now and the job that they're doing up up in front of him. And really last week he just missed a one day, didn't feel too well, but um, he came back and practiced at the end of the week and he kicked the two days before the game and, and he kicked well in here uh, preparing for that game. So I, I think we had an expectation if we got in that situation, we felt confident he could go out there and, and be at his best and uh, he performed true to, to form. Everyone always asks about Marcus Mariota and, and how to get him more involved, but how much of a challenge is it to get him involved without messing up the rhythm of possibly a drive? Like what, you know, how, how do you balance that out without? Yeah, well, I think the thing you saw Greg do a great job of this week is we had him in there multiple times and, and um, you know, he ends up scoring a touchdown for us because of his athletic ability and what he can do in certain uh, situations, but certainly what we're asking him to do. So uh, hopefully you'll get a chance to, um, without giving too much away, I think he's going to, you know, hopefully be a part of the packages as we go forward. And uh, he practices like he's preparing to play all the time. And the other thing is we, it's really hard to take number four out from behind the center as well, especially when he's playing the way he played on Thanksgiving Day. How important, um, I know coaches coach, players play, but how important is it to get number four kind of to back that up, um, what you guys are doing with using Marcus Marriott? Yeah, I think on the touchdown you saw, I think Derek might have been the first or second guy out there to congratulate him. So I think Derek is about the team. Derek is about doing whatever we can do to put ourselves in position to win a game. And I, I think you see it by the way in which he prepares, by the way in which he plays. And they certainly have a professional um, relationship with respect to each other's job and what they're trying to do to help us win. And I, so I don't feel like that's an issue in any way. And um, so I just feel like they're, they're certainly competitors, but I certainly think they want to do whatever they can do to help us win games. Rich, I had a follow-up on Trayvon Mullen. Uh, obviously, he's coming off a pretty long absence. Uh, what are you looking for him just physically in terms of being able to tell when he's able to? Yeah, I think I, to part of what Trayvon's looking for as well is I think he wants to be in a position where he feels like he's ready to go. He's not at 70% or 80%, and I think we'd like that from him as well, to come back where he knows he can get out there and compete, play against the really good players that we're getting uh, fixing to face here in the future. And I think that's just kind of getting him comfortable with the workouts that he's doing on the field, getting him comfortable putting his pads back on, going out there and competing in practice and him looking at us and go, I I'm ready to go. I feel like I'm really good. I don't know if he's at that particular stage right now, but I know he's had a really good week or really good two weeks leading up to we'll see what happens this week.
Additionally, Trayvon, would you say uh, Nicholas Moore would also be considered week to week as well? I think right now Nick is a little further out than just week to week. I don't think he'll be back. Um, certainly not this week. We'll see. So he's maybe two weeks to two weeks, but not this particular week. Coach, I know you said Darren Waller was week to week, but if he can't go, who would you expect to fill in to get more reps? Would it be Foster or one of the other guys like Bushman or Hell? Yeah, well, certainly Foster has fallen into this role before, right, where we put a little bit more on his shoulders. And then, um, you know, we've had Daniel Helms been dressed and playing the last few weeks, and we'll, we'll have to see what personnel that um, Greg would like to use as we go into the week and what factor our fullback plays in that or, or where Bushman plays into those sort of things as well. So I think that'll be a little bit more about what the game plan it's going to look like as we get closer to the end of the week. Good. Good to see you, Ben. Thank you. Welcome to Coach's Corner, and we've got a great guest here, Julia Abuzide, the general manager of Mesquite Gaming Casablanca Hotel and Resort. So welcome to the show. Thanks, Coach. Thanks for having me. Now, we've got some great news about the Casablanca. You've, you've, you kind of just swept a bunch of awards here. Um, in the Review Journal's annual Best of, correct? That is correct. The Casablanca Resort received the gold award as top destination uh, for uh, for our hotel and our property. That's awesome. Very thrilled about that's, that. That's the best you can get. That's the best you can get. So It's an amazing recognition for, for our property. Well, and, espe- and, and especially who you have to compete against because you're competing against the big boys down here in Las Vegas. That is correct. So that that is totally awesome, awesome and unbelievable. Yep. So um, now one of the things, and some of the, if people don't know, you offer everything at the Casablanca. You've got gaming, you've got a world class spa, you've got unbelievable dining at Catherine's. Uh, that that in as, in of itself has received a bunch of awards. Correct. So Catherine's Steakhouse yeah. won the silver award. That is correct. We took a uh, silver award in fine dining. Yes, and that's awesome. And also, Casablanca is one of the top 100 romantic restaurants in the country, uh, correct? Four years in a row on open table. We're very thrilled about that prestigious honor. Yeah, that's that's great. And if you haven't been to the, the restaurant, it's unbelievable. Service is great. Food is unbelievable. And right now, we're finishing up stone crab season. we got about another couple, three weeks maybe of stone crab and they have their stone crab flown in fresh daily. And it's unbelievable. Um, and, and along with the other, you have great wine selections, but the thing that's really amazing to me, very, very economical for anybody that wants to come and, and have a great meal at a very good price compared to what's happening down here in Las Vegas. Absolutely. Catherine's is a very affordable fine dining restaurant, uh, great steaks. Uh, we have great seafood and we're just thrilled that we, we have that recognition on the silver award for the fine dining. And, and we took bronze also for best date night spot at Catherine's. <laughs> so super excited about all the awards that, that P gaming and Casablanca took from the best of Las Vegas. And it's definitely an experience. You have to, you have to go and, and visit it. It's a great experience of service is outstanding food is great um your wines your wines are compared to what's the price of a bottle of wine in vegas would be 50 percent, maybe oh absolutely you could get two bottles for the price of one out here in mesquite <laughs> right right so um so again if you get a chance and you're up and up in the mesquite area stop over go to you got to get a reservation though because they they're packed they they sell out quick 
We do, we do. Yeah. Sure. Now, you've also got some additional awards. You've got some bronze awards for the Casablanca Resort and Casino, right? Absolutely. The Casablanca took bronze in a few different categories. We took best of golf course at the Casablanca Golf Course, uh, best family and friendly hotel. You know, pool season is here. So, and the pool is heated and open seven days a week now. Uh, great staycation. We're only 70 miles outside of Vegas. So, you know, head north on the 15 and, and you've come to a great little spot for a little R&R. Right. And you've got, you've also have the best family friendly hotel, best romantic spot, best spa and salon. And your spa is basically, it's a world-class spa. Let's be, let's be real about it. It's a world-class spa. Yeah. You can't go wrong with a nice uh, $99 package out there with a hotel room and a, and a 50 minute treatment out at the spots. It's top rated spa and very affordable. We're very happy to have uh, that amenity out here in Mesquite. And your sister property, the Virgin River, Got the Best Destination Casino Resort Award in the Bronze Area, too. Yeah, the Virgin River is a little bit more kid-friendly out there. We've got a bowling alley. We've yeah. got an arcade, a uh, bunch of things for kids to do, and, and they're also pet-friendly out there. So, you know, Virgin River is definitely uh, definitely another uh, exciting uh, award out there for us. Yeah. So just, just to recap again, you received the Gold Award in the Review Journal's annual Best Of for the Top Destination casino resort which again when you're you're playing against the big boys how did you do this what what did you do (laughs) (laughs) well we're thrilled you know our little gem in the desert out here it was recognized for such a prestigious award and and you know our staff we've got 25 year plus employees out here so they do take pride in in this award as well and we're very fortunate to have those people working for us but it's it's definitely uh such an achievement and amazing status for us uh, especially over, you know, getting through this difficult year. But we did it here in Mesquite, and we received our gold award. Very happy. Yeah, it's, that's a that's an outstanding award, and I, I, I want to compliment you and your staff and, you know, all your support people there. And um, and, like, and like I said, people people are missing what is there. I mean, you got to go up and check it out. It's an unbelievable place. It's not, it's not overwhelming, but it's not tiny. So it's right. kind of a, 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 a the right size. Everybody's is friendly. Um, the the rooms are great. The food is awesome. Even even your daily restaurant. It, yeah, our, our cafe our cafe is great. We have daily specials. We have uh, Chinese specials. We have uh, authentic Chinese chefs cooking in the kitchen seven days a week. Uh, really happy about that. We have a, a steak and, and lobster special in our cafe which is an, an amazing, uh, amazing meal as well. Right. So if you're interested, you can get, call 877-GETAWAY. That will be 877-438-2929. Or visit mesquitegaming.com for all the information about the hotel, the spa, the golf course. Like I said, it's a one-stop destination for, for whatever you need. It's Whatever you need, it's there. They've got it. They've got it covered. Yes, we do, and we're very happy about that. So come on down to Mesquite. And uh, check out the Casablanca Resort. Well, we want to thank you uh, for coming on the show and letting our listeners know about the the awards that you've won in the great hotel. Been talking with Julia Abuzide, the general manager of the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada. Thanks, Coach.